Are you happy with the name that you gave your business? Do you regret choosing what you did because it's hard to spell, hard to pronounce, hard to remember, or just bad? What about giving away the stuff you sell in an effort to entice new customers? Ever thought that doing so was a mistake? We don't always know exactly what we're doing when we're in the startup phase of our businesses. Sure, we're supposed to work it out before launch day, but some of us aren't that visual. The rest of us aren't that auditory. A lot of us are more of the kinesthetic kind, needing to feel it out as we go. And God forbid our businesses evolve over time, because then we're stuck with something that's really just a snapshot of where we were a while back, and we're very much not there anymore. A lot of us go through this. It's what I call the ugh realization, but there are very few of us willing to talk about it. Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? with me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. This week, we hear from a mom entrepreneur who's been befuddled by her own business name. She also shares the very painful lesson that we all learn at one point or another about valuing what we sell. It's time for a big business blunder. I've known Kim Cook for years. When she first showed up to one of the Founding Moms founding exchanges, our twice-monthly masterminds for mom entrepreneurs, she walked in excited to meet us, hand outstretched, and said that she wasn't sure how to go about the business of teaching parents how to talk to their kids about sex and relationships, but she sure wanted to figure it out. Meeting after meeting, month after month, she met up, worked out ideas, and grew into her own as an entrepreneur and author. And after recently launching the Global Sex Education Alliance, I couldn't be prouder of the work that she's put in. Which is why this blunder took me by surprise. But first, here's some backstory on the name of her business, Teen World Confidential. When I first conceptualized my business, I brainstormed with another woman for about an hour. We came up with the name Teen World Confidential. That was my first mistake. The name is too long and can be difficult to spell. I can't tell you how many times I've misspelled confidential while in a hurry. Additionally, my name seems to indicate that my content is for young people, but it's not. It's for parents and other trusted adults, though young people are certainly welcome to read my content. I had no idea. Issues with her business name? I'd seen Kim at so many meetings, proudly introducing herself and telling folks her company name with a big smile on her face. Who knew that she'd had any qualms about the name she came up with? Certainly not me. As if that wasn't enough of a concern, it goes even deeper. What's the best way to reach parents? Well, a book, of course. So I wrote and self-published a book by the name of, you guessed it, Teen World Confidential, five-minute topics to open conversations about sex and relationships. You see, I could not for the life of me come up with a great title. I asked around, tried different options, but nothing clicked. I finally asked my indie publisher what he thought. And he said, well, how about Teen World Confidential? It made sense to me at the time, but had I thought a little more about it, I would have reconsidered. In fact, it's not just the title that was a blunder, but the photo on the cover. 
Don't get me wrong, the cover is really, really cute. However, a photo of well-worn sneakers with the title Team World Confidential does not align with the intended audience for my book. It looks and sounds like a book for teens, not parents. Of course, teens and tweens can certainly read and enjoy it, but that wasn't the intent. And then, just wait for it. My mom reminds me of this every time I talk to her. She insists it's a kid's book. No, mom. Once again, no. It's for adults. Is it me or are we all wondering the age-old question, why do our moms weigh in with the wildest misunderstandings about what we do for a living? Kim's dissatisfaction with her company name wasn't in full bloom by the time she had to publish her book, so they both share the same name, Teen World Confidential. The situation was enough to make one grown woman cry, but it certainly wasn't anything that the rest of us balked at. This bit wouldn't ever have occurred to those of us who know what hard work Kim puts into whatever she's building. But this next part? It's universal, and it stings. The first hundred books I received, I actually gave away to friends and family. For some reason, I felt that my book should be a gift to be given away. Instead, I should have placed way more value on the time, effort, work, and money it costs to produce this book. And I should have sold my book to these individuals. I know they would have happily bought the books from me. But no, I thought it would, I would just be nice and just give them away. That is my biggest book blunder. I'm sure the inner doubt about, is this book good enough to sell, played a part in gifting the books, you know, imposter syndrome. But even though it's been a few years, I still look at my anemic checking account and I think to myself, wow, if only I had sold those books. Sure, I still gift my books once in a while to people whom I think can help spread the word about my work, but that was a big book blunder that still causes me to roll my eyes at myself. Hooey! That one hurts because we've all been there. We've been sold the promotional tale that if you have some stuff, you should give it away for free because profits will come back to you threefold or some nonsense like that. It never works that way, particularly if you're in the small business game. It's oh so important to slap value onto the things that we work hard to create and then sell. If you're a giant corporate conglomerate, Of course you have the spend to give away freebies galore. But to give away the one thing that you published to sell? That's a hard no. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 And then, like the genius that she is, Kim turns it right around. As a business owner, there's not a day that goes by that I don't recognize yet another blunder that I made. Most are really small, insignificant issues, but definitely learning experiences. I've learned to embrace the blunders and just move on. There. Just like that. Pick yourself up, brush yourself off, rinse, repeat. The more we talk about our business blunders, the quicker that pick-up-and-brush-off process goes. It literally pays to share your mistakes. And this week, we couldn't appreciate you more for doing that with us, Kim. You don't call. You don't write. Why not do both? Call or text me at 708-872-7878 or go to jillsalzman.com slash podcast. You can record a message so that I can talk to you in a future episode. 
Go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave me a review. It helps other listeners discover ridiculous stories so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to Amanda, Lindsay, and Aaron for making this podcast with me. If you want to support Kim Cook, check out her organization at sexeducationalliance.com. Want to buy her book? You can find Teen World Confidential, five-minute topics to open conversation about sex and relationships at amazon.com. And thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week.